Welcome to Your Creative Adventure Podcast, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. We're your hosts, CJ and Shelley Hitz. While you listen to today's episode, we encourage you to get out your colored pencils, markers, or paints and create while you listen. You may also be inspired to take creative notes with your hand lettering and sketches. If so, download our free lettering resources at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash free. Are you ready to allow God to take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined? If so, let's get started. Welcome, you guys. I'm CJ Hitz. And I'm Shelly Hitz. And we are going to talk about a topic that I think affects all of us, Shelly, just in this day and age of social media and just the constant barrage that we have. And that whole topic is going to be on comparison and jealousy. Yeah, I think, you know, when we were brainstorming ideas for this month, and we're going to do a theme again. I've heard from several of you that you really liked that theme from last month of social media. Well, we're doing a theme for spiritual episodes and business episodes this month. And the whole theme this month is going to be comparison and jealousy. And one of the reasons I thought it would be a great topic to cover is because I hear it over and over and over and I feel it myself, you know, comparing my artwork or my work to someone else's. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of delve into this whole topic, you know, comparison, jealousy, envy. These are sort of bedfellows that we deal with today. And, you know, Proverbs 27, 4 says, anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood, but jealousy. Now, notice it says, but. So in other words, it's distinguishing from those previous qualities. Anger is cruel, wrath is like a flood, but jealousy is even more dangerous. And jealousy and envy really can be a cancer that just eat us up on the inside. Yeah, and it can really just take away our creativity and all of the things God wants to create in and through us. It's almost like, you know, I picture a campfire and then you just douse it with water. It's like this fire of creativity. And then when when all of a sudden it gets doused with this comparison and jealousy, it's like all of a sudden it just fizzles out. <laughs> yeah, some of you might be familiar with this popular quote uh, by Teddy Roosevelt, which is comparison is the thief of joy. And, you know, Shelley, what do you think is the reason that comparison is the thief of joy or or robs us of joy? I think we're just, with the comparison, you're always looking outside yourself. You're always looking at someone else. And a lot of times they say we compare our blooper reel to someone else's highlight reel. And Mm. so in this day of social media, I think we've all struggled with the comparison trap. You know, in the old days, like you didn't know if your neighbor was making homemade apple pie, you know, (laughs) at home. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. uh, You know, those taste buds really start to uh, start flowing when you see one of those tasty uh, videos or something on social media or your friend, you know, like you said, making some kind of a special dish and it it immediately just conjures up a feeling that rises up in you like, oh, I need to go do that or I need to go get those ingredients or, you know, that's just a food example. 
Right. And we just want to remind everyone that you're not alone. (laughs) You are not alone. If you're human, if you're breathing and you have a pulse, then you've probably struggled with this. And so in this episode, I have like five kind of themes we're going to cover related to the root. What is the root of comparison? And God has done a lot of healing in my heart and in my life. And I talk a lot about it in my book, Broken Crayons Still Color. But for those of you that don't know my story, I struggled with an addiction to pornography. And God really showed me that when I was struggling with that, it wasn't enough just to deal with the pornography. You know, that's the fruit on the tree. It's actually like I needed to get to the root. Like what was fueling it? What was the root of it? And God led me to so many things that helped me. And so when I was thinking about comparison and jealousy, that same illustration came to mind is like, what is the root? And I think one of the first things that can be a root is just simply our environment. Being in this environment of social media, and how you consume it. So how often you're consuming it, in what ways are you consuming it? So your environment is like the first thing that can contribute to it. But CJ, you had kind of had a story from scripture um, that you wanted to share. Yeah, you know, uh, many of you are familiar with uh, the story in John chapter 21, where Peter is essentially restored by Jesus, you know, after he denied Jesus three times. And it's just a beautiful story, you know, where Jesus is actually taking Peter through this and asking him specific questions, you know, do you love me, Peter? He asked Peter three times this question, and each time Peter answers, you know I do, Lord. And and by the end, Peter was sort of saddened and hurt that Jesus would ask him a third time. And yet what Jesus was doing was you know, he was essentially inviting Peter back into the fold and saying, hey, we're good, Peter. There's a lot that's going to happen to you in the future. He was even sort of predicting the type of death that Peter would die. And after all that exchange, good old Peter, you know, Peter uh, usually just kind of asked anything that was on his mind. Uh, he wasn't one to really hold things under his collar too well. But I want to pick it up in uh, verses 20 to 22. And again, this is John chapter 21. And it says, you know, this is after all this exchange, Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? And Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? And don't we do that? You know, we, we kind of look around or maybe we're going through something and and we wish somebody else could endure the same thing or why aren't they going through the amount of trials that we are. Yeah, that's so true. And so Peter asked this question, what about him, Lord? And Jesus replied, and this is really an apt reply for all of us in terms of comparing and sort of meddling and and getting in somebody else's business. <laughs> it ain't none of your business. <laughs> Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. And that just really hits hits home. Wow. You know, anytime that we're asking about others or we're concerned about others or how come they don't go through the same thing we do, I just hear Jesus asking me, hey, CJ, your role is to follow me. Don't worry about them. Whatever 
process I have for them is what I have for them. As for you, CJ, you follow me. Keep your eyes on me. And that is such a good lesson when it comes to looking around, getting a little bit jealous, getting a little bit envious, wondering why somebody else isn't going through the same process we are. And it's just a good reminder for me to say, hey, just just keep my eyes on Jesus and don't get into other people's business unless it's a, a genuine concern or I'm praying for them or, you know, in that light. Yeah, I think we could probably stop the podcast right there today and be good. (laughs) I mean, I think that's really, really good advice for any of us. And I think maybe even this was something that Peter was struggling with. I mean, we don't know. But I think the second main thing that can be a root for comparison is identity. And Typically, when we're looking at someone else and we're comparing ourselves to them, I think a lot of times, if we're really honest to ourselves, we're feeling afraid. We're afraid that we're not enough. We're insecure and looking for validation. It's like, oh, is my art good enough? Is my art as good as theirs? Their art is selling. Is my art good enough? You know, and it's like there's this sense of like identity coming through that... We're just feeling like we're not enough. Does that make sense, CJ? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think just even regarding identity, when you look at those verses that I I read, John 21, 20 to 22, there in verse 20, John, who's the writer of this gospel, is referring to himself. And you see it five different times in the gospel of John where he says, the disciple Jesus loved. And that's a great lesson for all of us as well, is to say, you know what, instead of these big flashy titles or X amount of initials behind my name, at the bottom of my sign off on my email, whatever it might be, John gives us a great example where our identity lies. Those of us that follow Jesus, we are the disciples Jesus loves. And that's enough right there. And again, we could do a whole podcast episode on identity, which I'm sure we will, and really just talking about that whole concept of being the disciple Jesus loves. And that's who I am. That's something God has actually been working on in my own heart here lately, just to, to cement and root, you know, my identity in him rather than things that go up and down, up and down, up and down. You're on this roller coaster of emotions based on how the performance is going, based on, you know, how you did that day. Oh, I was feeling kind of down. It could be a number of factors. Maybe I ate something that didn't agree with uh, my stomach or my brain, whatever it might be. Maybe I'm in brain fog and it's so easy to let externals dictate our identity instead of the God who never changes. Yeah, that's a really good point. And one thing we can do is in the show notes, we will link to an episode I did. I have another podcast, if you didn't know, it's called Author Audience for Christian Writers. And we'll link to a podcast I did previously on identity. And if this is something that's striking a chord in you, that would be one I would also listen to. But I definitely think we could do more in depth on this topic in the future. So You kind of had a story that you remembered about growing up, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. 
Yeah, of course, you know, I was a huge basketball nut growing up. And it just reminded me of Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, two of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. These guys were two totally different styles. I mean, Michael Jordan was the guy that you sort of wanted to replicate. You wanted to jump like Michael. You wanted to twist and turn your body in the air like Michael. You know, I mean, the guy was just incredible. You know, he he's the one that we look at when we talk about hang time. And, um, right. <laughs> you know, he, he is Air Jordan, Michael Air Jordan. And Larry, Larry's the kind of guy, you know, he's just this, uh, he can't jump very well. But man, Larry Bird had a whole box of tools in his repertoire that made him unstoppable at times. And both of the players are arguably two of the greatest players in the game. And yet they had totally different, differing styles. And the point I want to make is, is that they both had Hall of Fame careers. They just had a couple different ways of getting there. Yeah. And so as an artist, you know, you may look at someone else and they are like doing incredible and selling an Etsy, but maybe you're going to take a different route and you're going to sell more commissions, like just people reaching out to you through your website, or maybe you're going to write books and have your art in books like what I do, or, you know, there's so many different ways to earn income as an artist. Maybe you'll be a teacher. (laughs) We actually have a webinar where I share 10 different ways that you can earn income as an artist. And we'll link to that in the show notes, but it's yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income. But it just goes to show you there's so many ways that this can look for each one of us. And there's no one right way. Isn't that right? Exactly. I mean, there's just, uh, well, sorry for those of you that have cats, but uh, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh. <laughs> you know, to use an old saying. And, yeah. and yet, ultimately, wanting to get to the same result. We all have different gifts and ways of doing that. Yeah. So talking about some of the root causes for comparison, the first one could just be your environment. What are you putting into your mind? How are you consuming and being on social media? The second one is identity. The third one, I think, can be impatience. So explain this a little bit, CJ. Well, with impatience, we so often want quick results. You know, we want something right now, get rich quick scheme, instant results, microwave society. But what we what we realize is that success does take time. Many times the person we're looking at has been doing work for much longer than we realize. Yeah, sometimes we'll be like, oh, she was an overnight success. And some people may have looked at my career last year and it just took off my art career. But the thing is, I had already been an entrepreneur for 14 years. And so (laughs) I was applying a lot of my entrepreneurial skills. I'd already been an author and had a thriving business. And so everyone is in a different place and everyone has gone through different things. And sometimes I'll have people that will kind of just make a comment and be like, oh, it'd be so great to do the things you're doing and publish all those books or do all these things. And sometimes I'm thinking, would you really want to have to go through the stuff that I've had to go through (laughs) to be able to write the books that I've written, the trauma I've gone through with my grandma's murder when I was eight, and, you know, just all of the things that you and I walked through, miscarriage and grieving and not being able to have children. And, you know, you often don't see the full story. You know, you'll see the successes. You see and you think, oh, I want their life, but do you really want their life? 
Yeah, are you willing to go down that same path, that same process? We don't always see the blood, sweat, and tears behind the scenes. And that's the True. thing. We, when you're looking at social media, you see the best foot forward. You see the best of that day. You see the best artwork. You don't see the 20 drafts <laughs> that yeah, happened before that. Now, some people are really good at posting the whole process and also including all the gory details of trials they went through. I mean, that really, you know, any, any book that you read, any good book includes all of that transparency, things that we can relate to. And yet so often in our social media, and I'm as guilty as anybody, you know, you post that sunny day and not a cloud in the sky and trails that you're running on, in my case, you know, and it's just been a great day. And yet you didn't see maybe the frustration I had beforehand with a driver or (laughs) to get to that trail or the fact that I tripped, you know, in in the run (laughs) and skinned up my knee, whatever it might be, in a very real way with what we do as artists and writers We don't always see that blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, and there is something about not trying to rush the process either. Sometimes, you know, we see people and we see things and we're taking classes. And, you know, those of you that are in my Etsy Entrepreneur course, you're learning things that then you can apply. And some of you will be ready and there'll be doors open and you'll just fly through them. And others of you, it's going to take time and a process. And CJ, we're both runners, but you know, you've been a running coach. And yeah. like with running, if you try to rush it, you can get injured. Absolutely. You know, and I think what I see so often is that certain runners that may have been at it for a year, they want to get the same results as someone that's been at it for nine or 10 years. And they might be a natural athlete. They might be able to accomplish something quicker than that other runner did. But if you try to rush the process in something like running, where you don't put in the hours, the weeks, the months, the years of building a base, building endurance, really developing your training, that's an injury waiting to happen. And I think the same can be said for any of us that try to rush the process in our art business, our our book that we're writing, whatever it might be, when we're rushing things, first of all, we're not doing our best work and we're not letting the process unfold to where we can actually reach our our full potential. It takes time to build a good art business. And in the process of trying to rush, you'll see other people and you'll think, I need to be where they're at. And it might cause a quote unquote injury and sideline sideline you is that how you say (laughs) sideline Mm -hmm. you like keep you from playing the game because you think you should be further ahead than you are so you you just give up and we want you to stay in the game we want you to realize yeah sometimes it is tough or it is slow but keep going friends there is so much more for you god has so much more for you if you will just be patient in the process yeah, and one one final thought on that whole running example is take the, the Boston Marathon, for example. It's coming up here in less than two weeks, and as of this recording of the podcast, the Boston Marathon has 30,000 people you know, each year, and yet everybody's finishing at a different time. And uh, there are different levels, but everyone's goal is to get across that finish line no matter how they have to do it. And you and I, we're all in different levels, and there are others that are watching us, and they're, they're, 
they might be a little jealous. We're a little jealous of other people. And yet we realize, you know what? This is my process. This is what I'm going through. God has me in this spot right now. I want to appreciate it. I want to soak it in. I don't want to just wish for something else. Yeah, and I think you've had to realize that with your writing because, like, for me, it just comes. I'm prolific. I can get it out. And for you, it's a a much slower process. And when you compare yourself to me, then you get frustrated. But when you just do your own process, you're almost done with your next book. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. It's, It's realizing what my gifts are. You're realizing what your gifts are. And you're being content in how you accomplish that realizing, hey, this is just the way God wired me. Yeah. And so we've talked about some roots of comparison. The first one was your environment. Second one, identity. Third one is impatience. And the fourth one I wanted to mention is scarcity. And scarcity says there's only so many art sales. There's only so much art talent. And if you have, if you're getting sales and you have all this talent, then there's probably not enough for me. Yeah, not enough to go around. And, you know, I think another aspect of this whole scarcity thing that I've even had in my own life, I'll think to myself, you know, what else am I going to write on? Or am I ever going to have any more ideas? When you really just sit back and think about how ludicrous that (laughs) that statement is. I mean, we're dealing with the God who created the universe. We, We haven't even explored our own galaxy to its depths. What about the whole universe? And this is the God who created this. If he created all that, if he created me and you... In our, all of our intricacies, our eyeballs, our hand, all of just those things, imagine how many ideas he has that he wants to share with the world through us. I know. In our I, art, in our writing, and, and all the other gifts that we have. I always suggest to writers, but also to artists, is God has the best ideas. Let's press into him and ask him for those ideas. But instead of having that scarcity mindset, what if we had an abundance mindset that there is enough for everyone, no matter if there's a million other people doing what you do, like there is enough for everyone. And and if God has called you to this, he will lead you to that place of success. And so the fifth and final core issue that we're going to cover in this episode is having an earthly focus. So... Let's just face it, our society and our culture wants to make everything about us. Think about YouTube. What's their slogan? Broadcast yourself. It's like, let me tell you about me. And we live in a very humanistic society where it's all about us. And the truth of the matter is, when you're a follower of Christ, God is the main character. He is in the spotlight, not us. Yeah. So when we get this mindset that we have this earthly focus, that it's all about us and this one moment, and we're not really thinking ahead towards heaven, we're not thinking about Christ, we're not keeping our, our, our eyes focused on him, it's so easy to start comparing and getting worried and all of that. Um, I heard someone say recently, you know, God is is the owner. He has the ownership, but then he gives us authority. You know, and I love that picture because it keeps the focus that God is the owner. 
He is the owner of this business. He is the one driving it. This is about him. He's the one that takes all of the knocks and has to figure out the things, but he's given us authority. He's given us authority to walk in this and to do these things. But when we get our eyes fixed on ourselves and that we have to do it in our own strength or that this is all about us, then it's really, really easy to go down that comparison trap. Yeah. And uh, let's just face it. If it is just all about me, things are going to get boring in a hurry (laughs) because uh, there are so many other people on this planet, 7 billion image bearers on this planet that God is uh, showing his creativity through. It's not just about me. It is about also uh, what am I doing to encourage others, which we're going to talk about in a future episode. But this is about lifting God up giving God glory. And in the end, we are going to uh, bow before the Lord, and we're going to lay our crowns before Him. And I want things to last as they go through that testing, the fire. I don't want it just my life to be made up of a bunch of stubble that's going to be burned up, you know, quickly. But, But to really have things that last into eternity because I allowed the God who created me, and it, you you remember the episode, the original episode, where we talked about how we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do the good things he's planned for us long ago. And that's what we're about, is we're God's masterpiece, we're not our own, and yet he is birthing new creative projects through each of us all the time, and he gets the glory for that. Yeah, that's really exciting, and it it just gets me excited. Just to kind of recap, this episode has been just talking about roots. What are some of the roots to some of that comparison and jealousy? Is environment. What kind of environment are we putting ourselves in? The second one is identity. The third was impatience with the process. The fourth, scarcity. And the fifth, an earthly focus. So now we're just going to give you a moment. We want to give you a minute to really reflect and hear from God. What is he saying to you specifically? Like when you struggle, because now let's be honest, we all struggle, right? At different times with this topic of comparison and jealousy. What is the root for you? What is it for you? What is it that God wants to uproot? You know, you think about a garden, getting a spade in there and getting out the roots. What does he want to uproot in you so that he can plant some life-bearing fruit, life-giving fruit-bearing plants in your life? So let's just go silent for a moment and just ask the Lord to speak to you.
Okay. During that time, and you know, I just try to be in a, a place of prayer as well. I felt like the Lord just brought out to me that this whole thing of comparison and jealousy, it also is a ploy from the enemy to distract us from what God has for us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that anytime he can take our eyes off Jesus, which, you know, we're going to actually mention a closing verse and an affirmation that deals with that, the enemy's number one role. Uh, He can't touch us without God's permission, but he can certainly fire, you know, those those fiery arrows toward our minds, you know, really plant thoughts, and uh, he's working overtime to really get us distracted and, uh, as you mentioned, you know, to take our attention off Jesus. And that just really leads into this episode's godly affirmation. And the godly affirmation that we want you to remember for this episode is, I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and the unique things he does through me. Again, I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and the unique things he does through me. In Hebrews 12, 2, the first part of that verse, I want to actually share with you from the Passion Translation. That's what we're going to close with, the verse and then prayer. But I love how, how the Passion Translation puts this. It says, We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us, and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. And again, you got many of you, your translations, my translation will we'll talk about fixing our eyes on Jesus. I love that. Fasten our gaze onto Jesus. And I like how it also says we look away from the natural realm. We talked about that earthly focus. So we look away from the natural realm in order to look towards Jesus. Because when we are looking somewhere with our eyes, we can only look in one place at one time, right? Mm -hmm. You can't be looking to the left and to the right. I mean, you can like give yourself whiplash trying to go back and forth. (laughs) But where will you choose to fix your gaze today? Yeah. So with that, folks, we're going to go ahead and close in prayer and uh, set you on your way. So, Lord, we just want to thank you so much for the fact that we can have our identity rest in Christ alone. And what you are doing through us, continue to do through us. Lord, I, I just want to pray that we would really have a rejoicing spirit about us rather than always comparing and being jealous and envious. Lord, we ask that you would root those things out of us. They're just weeds. And we ask, Lord, that you pull up those weeds. And Lord, that you would even plant generosity in us and just a spirit of being able to uh, rejoice, you know, with others and their successes. We thank you so much for what you're doing through us. And we ask, Lord, that you would use this episode, Lord, to bring many people uh, closer to yourself. And we just thank you for the privilege, Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. So in next week's spiritual episode, we're going to be covering seven signs you might be stuck in the comparison trap. So we're going to be covering seven, you know, today today was more of the roots, like what is the root system? But next week, it's going to be the signs. And then later on in the month, we're going to actually really cover some topics that will help you to really thrive and and to live, you know, what to do instead, you know? So um, look, be looking forward to, to those. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. We have a free gift for you. It's called The Art of Prayer. It's an ebook that is 21 pages long, and it will help you add color and creativity to your prayer life. So go and download it right now for free at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash art of prayer. We would love to be able to help you in your journey to just incorporate your creativity in your prayer life. So again, just go over to yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash art of prayer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Creative Adventure with CJ and Shelly Hits, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. If you've been encouraged or inspired in any way by today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, post it on social media, and tag us at Your Creative Adventure so we can connect with you and cheer you on in your art journey. It also means the world to us when you take a few moments to post a rating and review on iTunes. Once you do, send an email to support at yourcreativeadventure.com with a screenshot of your review and we'll send you our Plan It Day goal-setting worksheets, a $47 value for free. We believe you have been given unique creative gifts and a specific role to play in the Kingdom of Heaven that will make an impact for eternity. Join us next time as we partner with God to help you take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined.